Welcome to Question Marks. Before we get started today, I wanted to talk to you about the Omaha Supernovas. As they say, it's pro time, Nebraska. The Supernovas are a major league volleyball team. They've exploded onto the scene. I'm talking record-breaking crowds. Maybe like the best fan experience I've ever had at any event in Omaha. So, yeah, go out and witness some world-class talent at the CHI Health Center in downtown Omaha. Great place for friends, great place for families. Um, I'm out there quite a bit. I know my friends are out there quite a bit, so hopefully we can see you there. All you need to do to witness history is secure your single match tickets today at supernovas.com. Again, that's supernovas.com. All right, now let's get started with the show. So welcome to Side B on this episode. We talked on Side A about love and relationships and everybody getting together and finding partners and not finding partners. Uh, Brady, you mentioned you are newly engaged, relatively newly engaged. You said that uh, you explained your proposal story, which was amazing and great. Congratulations. And that she did eventually say yes. What would you have done if Brianna had said no? (laughs) (laughs) This is another one of those those situations that I, I had the luxury of knowing that was not going to be the case. But I think that's what makes it so much more detrimental if she did say no. <laughs> because I drove her down. So if she would have been stuck in Elma, Nebraska of me saying... Like, oh, I would, like, physically the right, you drove, the right, her, drove yes, her down. physically drove okay. her down, yes. Physically drove her down, which is three and a half hours away from Lincoln. So right. that being said, that would have been a very, very long ride home for me. I can guarantee you that. So what would you have done the next day the next year would you have said if she had said no you would have said well then there's no future for us we're done or you would you have said you know okay i'll just ask you next week you know i would have thought she was joking immediately that would have been the first thing that i would have asked again and then we would have had an in-depth conversation i can guarantee you after that if it was no here's the reason why so you're a, you're a conversing kind of guy you say we let's let's hash this oh, out yes let's not leave this on the back burner just kind of simmer oh yeah most definitely because okay. there's no construction without conversation because you're not going to get anywhere like if i have something completely unsaid and she doesn't know about it. Like, there's no way we're going to actually move forward in this relationship. And I have my points where I'm still working on things I feel comfortable talking to Bree about. That would have been the main one. That would have put right on the front burner saying, all right, no, there is something that you know that I have been doing horribly wrong that we need to talk about. That would have been, I, I would have been broken as a human being first off. I know that for a fact. I would not have been able to function for a day or two. Mm-hmm. The conversation would have happened. Would have I retained anything? Yes, I probably would have retained it forever. Uh, but also, like, working on myself in that, in that aspect probably would have been, like, the next steps after it. But like, I, as you can tell, I clearly have no idea what I would do if she said no. <laughs> gotcha. Whatsoever. It's good you okay. never had to think about that. I agree. Like, it was, it's a phenomenal question. I wish I had something more, like, dragging to pull in. But I, I, I'm terrified to even think about it at a certain point. Fair enough. And along those lines, she... She kind of drives the the decision-making. You said at one point, and I'm paraphrasing, that if there was a project, she wouldn't let you just sit there. She would push you out the door and make you do the project. Oh, most definitely. Okay. So is she the type A personality in your relationship? And does the relationship need to have a type A and a type B? Or can they have two type A's, two type B's? In your opinion, from your experience, what's the best relationship? You can have a type A and a type B. I do think that's probably the best relationship. That's at least worked for me. I'm She's type A. I'm type B. I know that for a fact. Even though you want to hug everybody on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah type B. And right? train others to and hug. And train others to hug. <laughs> well, Especially 60-year-old men. Yes. Yeah, well, well, no, no, no. That's just, that's just a business casual thing. You know, you go up, you it's have a merger. Hug. So what do you do for <laughs> a formal night? 
Uh, a, a less sensual hug? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's still it hasn't a hug. gotten that far yet. Uh, okay. a, a, a side hug. A side hug. Side a bro side hug. hug. A bro hug. That's what it's more intimate. I've seen that. Just, just as our companies emerge together, our bodies will also merge together on our sides. I, what about like, like the you clasp hands and like the fist grab, and then you do the the tap on the other side? So it's not like a full two arm hug, but like so it's like a tango, like a dance move. <laughs> that's like that's way more sensual than a hug. Not like, going to be the one saying. It, but cool coordinated people do it i couldn't do it i would like fall into them but i've seen coordinated people don't look uh, at me like that rob i know no. what i'm talking about <laughs> no I, these are the conversations we used to have all the time i'd love to just sit there and just i'd grab the popcorn and say where are we going with this one <laughs> especially the hand gestures you can't yes. see it but brandy's doing hand gestures trying to make a hug by herself and true it sounds just sadder like than real life <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so Brady, I mean, so type, she's so a yes. type A. Yeah, so she's type A, I'm type B. I think it works perfectly fine. And you're Two, fine with that. I most definitely am. I 100% am. Like, if I need to speak up, I'll speak up. But also, I, I, I'm okay with it. I realize, especially with the wedding coming around, I'm going to be way more type B than not. Like, that's, I, yep, 100%. Yes. Self-preservation. Exactly. B. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like, type A and type A, I think it would be way more difficult through the wedding planning program. Like, I think that would be much more difficult with two individuals wanting to plan over each other. Because mm-hmm. I don't see that being synonymous. I see that being counterintuitive. What about your parents? What about other adults that you've seen, other couples you've seen? Do you Have you seen any double type A's or double B's? or? Mike, I know my mom and dad are both... <sighs> both type a but i i don't know how to like categorize them because like my mom is a planner and my dad is a planner but the the plans have never had to actually like coincide together because their work schedules are extremely different and the only thing that they've had to actually coalesce on while i've been alive at least has been their kids sports activities or any activities in general okay so I've never seen actually any form of confrontation on those sides. I'm sure it's happened 100%, but I've never been a witness to it. Or if I was, I was way a tiny baby, and they were like, oh, crap, we're having Alex, who's going to be a disgrace for family. I love you, Alex. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate Alex. I don't know. Okay, so Brandy, question to you then. Type A, type B, who in your relationship? I think we're both type A. That's, I, I was going to say that, yes. You know, um, <laughs> know my you husband are. has been very successful in his current role and. I see that confidence translate to home. And so he is a natural born leader. He's got several people on his team at work. And when he comes home, he's naturally like, okay, this needs to get done. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. But I have been the big sister leader. I like to have my way ever since I was old enough to have an opinion. And I think that, you know, Brady, the way you were describing it, I think you, in every conversation, say, okay, here's both of our opinions. Who maybe has the expertise in this area? If it's landscaping, you know, he's going to have a little more oomph and say, because, you know, I can say, I like the pretty flowers and I like this color and this, but I don't know anything about that area. He has a little more expertise. If it's, you know, something with um, an event, an organization or whatnot, well, I've done that a couple of times or communication. Okay. I've done that a couple of times. Maybe we, so I think that again, communication is so important. You listen to each other, you try and learn from each other, but I think we're both type A. And what do you think your kids are going to learn from that? Is it better for your kids to have two type A parents or do you think it would one of you you know, they should say, okay, it's better to have, I should be A or, and Brian should be B or vice versa. I think there's always, if you let the negative part of that become the story, then that's bad. 
Um, and by that, I mean, if you have someone who is definitely like the person who is, um, taking a backseat, yes, honey, yes, honey, in all decisions, that's what your kids are going to learn. Um, if I don't think there's anything wrong with having a type A and a type B when it's works for that family structure and everybody's get along and is happy. That's what your kids are going to take from that, that they're happy and it works for them. And that's wonderful. I think kids are, we talked about this, are more perceptive than we realize. They're more intuitive than we realize from a very young age. And if that dynamic is negative and harmful in that relationship and family structure, kids are going to pick up on that. Grayson, I think. same to you. Good to have parents, double A's, double B's, what? Well, I've only had, I don't know, I don't want to classify a relationship because my mom is like the manager of our house and is like the one you don't mess with. Like you cannot mess with her. That's, I mean, yeah, can't put it better than that. You just cannot mess with her. She's our <laughs> mom. Don't mess with her. But obviously you've, my dad has had like a great career and stuff like that. So a lot of people see him like on a pedestal and so you think type A person or whatever, but at home it's very different because obviously we didn't get to see each other much when I was growing up because his hours are weird. And so my mom is like the big parent and she's like A, B, C through Z. She's every sort of parent to me and she's earned that. She's amazing. But once I've gotten to know my parents a little bit better, what I would say, like when I've grown up a little bit, like you can kind of see the dichotomy, but it's, I wouldn't say one's better or worse. It's more about how you guys perceive each other yeah. and how you receive in a better way each other. And how do you see yourself? And when you get to what do you want in an eventual relationship, do you think, or does this even matter to you? Do you think it'll just be something that is innate in your personality and will happen naturally that you'll find a B or you'll find an A? Do you think you're an A? Do you think you're a B? Do you think it's depends on, you know, the experience in the moment? Well, Wow. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I've never thought about <laughs> future relationships as type A, type B. That's a weird mm-hmm. question to ask. I mean, I would, like, it's odd because I want someone who challenges me, but I also would say I'm an A. Like, I like to push things forward. I like to manage things. I like to have things on my side of the court. I like to be in control of some things. But if I had a partner who was just like, yeah, cool, let's do it, cool, I wouldn't think they cared. Like, I want someone who pushes me that much, like, who can pull me out of bed when I'm having a bad day, you know? And maybe I don't even like that they're doing it, but... I would accept, like, I would, I need it, and I would know that I need it. It's a weird way. So, like, two types A, two type A's, I think, is where I'm leading with that, but I think that that power can come from just the right person. And anything I think about a relationship goes out the window as soon as you have a relationship also. Like, you're like, this would be perfect, this would be perfect, this would be perfect, and then once you're in a relationship, it's like, nope, you're perfect. I love who you are, you know, and then, yeah. That's nah, for, okay, for the record, just Love is also recognizing and respecting and accepting the imperfection, imperfections. Mm-hmm. No, of yeah, the other yeah, no, I'm I know sorry. what you're saying. Perfect is yeah. too. Right, right. So, Brandy, um, you talked about um, having having a really close friend, or what you thought was a really close friend, and then learning something later on that shot that all to heck. And you just like, okay, it can't be my friend. I've experienced that also during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. This pandemic in the last year has really um, crystallized people's behaviors. Have you seen that? And why do you think that might be? You know, I think the pandemic strengthened strengths and really hit hard on weaknesses. We as a family, I don't think we came out, we came out stronger than we have ever been. Mm -hmm. Um, doing the homeschool mom teacher thing. 
I don't know who is more excited about the last day of school, my kids or me, <laughs> that, but I learned so much about them, the way they learn, the way they interact, their attentive levels, what, what interests them. Um, Brian and I learned more about each other. We learned more about our strengths as a family. We went back to old school playing board games every night, Monopoly and Uno, when we learned we taught our children blackjack and poker because we're awesome parents. Sweet. <laughs> right? Hey, for the record, I taught my oldest daughter how to play quarters when she was very young. We also learned quarters. Well, the She's whole, awesome. The whole thing is that so later on in life, she'd be able to defend herself. That's right. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. as two youngest daughters, she by can the way. Be I mean, son and daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, so anyway, but, but, it, but it friends. So, so, I definitely yeah. agree. Yeah. What I found out did is... Did you find anybody... That, did you lose friends because yeah. of it going like, yeah, you're really an idiot. And I don't think it was that you're an idiot. It was that I didn't feel important enough for them to make time for, you know, like I, I've asked you to hang out three times and you can't. And I thought that we were close, but you, when, when push came to shove and I needed you during whatever it may be, I'm having a hard day at work or I'm sure. really struggling with something. You're not there. I need you mm-hmm. on this night and you're not there. And they may have had a very valid reason, life, or they were busy or they had work, but I wasn't among your top priorities. So I don't know that, you know, I can list on one hand, really. You know, I always think, um, not to get all preachy, but in the Lord's Prayer, you know, the I will forgive others who do unto me. I don't I don't know that I've I, I very minimal someone intentionally, deliberately did something malicious to me. But sometimes it hurts just as much when you think that someone holds you in such high regard and you find out that you just don't matter to them as much as you thought you did. And I think that for me, that's what came out of the pandemic is our strongest relationships are stronger than ever. People who I maybe, you know, and I I talk about this with my husband all the time, just because you text someone five times a day does not mean they're your friend. Do you hang out with them? Do you have Mm face-to-face conversations with them? And um, I am a part of that network that that's how I communicate a lot. And my brain jumps to that. We're friends. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Well, Grayson, no, we're not. Repeat the question again. Did it, I during, talked a long time? No, it's during okay. this last year, I mean, did you find people may have your friends? You may have lost friends or gained friends based on how they reacted to the pandemic. This is kind of hundred percent, yeah. So I started the pandemic the in Texas, which okay. is a little interesting place to be compared to Nebraska, even in a weird way. And I wasn't necessarily around the people I wanted to be. And then when I came back, I noticed some obvious differences between who I had become and who my friends had become through the adversity we faced in the pandemic. Like you said, the weaknesses are exploited, and my weaknesses especially. Like, I am not exempt from that. I had a hard time for a while with, like, not being able to see – mostly, like, I'm kind of insecure, so it was, like, more of I needed gratification from other people at the time. And, uh, yeah, so once I started growing through that, where it's just, like, I just liked people who gratified me, like, made me feel good. And then once I kind of grew more – self-reliant on that sort of satisfactory front I uh I did start out growing some people is the best way I put it is the other people just kind of didn't like if you put yourself honestly in someone's hands they should honestly hold you there is my belief does that make sense like if you put yourself out there to someone friend whoever even a stranger if you put yourself out there completely honestly you have nothing to hide they're a bad person if they don't receive that honestly or if they take it poorly and then that's kind of like sorry to curse on side b but it is kind of like a f you if you don't, you know, and that's the biggest thing I've noticed is like some friends have definitely fallen out of my life. My best friend from one of my, like throughout college, I don't talk to anymore in a weird way. It's just, and it's not like I hate him. 
or anything. It's just we kind of fallen apart. It was very odd. It's very odd, but yeah, it has happened. Brady, lose anybody because of the pandemic as far as friendships? Uh, I mean, not not really. Gotcha. Not well, you're really. so in ensconced in in law school and yeah, fiancedom. Yeah, I think you're I'm betrothed. On the, I, I think I'm on the. I think I'm on the. Thank you. I think I'm on the the opposite side of the spectrum to where like I am thankful whenever an individual reaches out to me. Or, like I am always uh, amazed whenever someone reaches out to me. Like I love it. I'm gonna talk back to you. Like if I get a message from you, I message you back. And then like I feel it's a blessing every time someone messages back to me. Like I think that is cool as heck. I and mean, growing up with, I mean, 23 people in my class, like you you, you build close relationships. And then you move out and you realize like, oh, some people are going to drift apart. Like there's a bunch of my high school friends that I know for a fact, like I haven't talked to in God knows how long, but I saw one at a wedding recently and I was like, oh, you're still alive. How's it going? Which is always a fun thing. And like, we didn't really pick up where we were in high school, but we at least had a nice conversation. And like, I guess my, my definition of friend is relatively expanded in the sense of like, you don't have to be my best friend. You don't need to be a loved one of mine. But like the the former respect I have, as long as you are not like actively going out and saying negative things about me, I'm going to be a friend of yours. Like I, I just don't have. If that kind of makes sense, it does. Brady, I love your positive attitude. It's seriously, it's it's inspirational. It's awesome. Finger guns. Finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> so then, the last one I have, and it's for each one of you, and we've each one of you have mentioned something along these lines on the periphery. And I just want to know if it's a good, if you think it's a good, wholesome attitude and thought process to go through. Is compartmentalizing good? Is being able to... In a relationship? In a relationship, yes. In the context of love and, and, and with other people. Um, being able to, Brandy, actually, you coalesced it perfectly when you were talking about the, the uh, funeral. You know, you have to say, basically, put on your game face and mm-hmm. move on. Um, that is... Is that a good thing to, to not only do, to be able to do, and do you lose something when you separate yourself from the immediacy of the emotional moment? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bad thing. For me, it is. I just certainly don't think for everybody. Um, I have a lot of issues with anxiety, worrying about what other people think. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the not being able to go to sleep. It's like a little hamster in my brain running on the wheel and will never stop. It's the perpetual wheel. And... That's, I will hold on to something in my brain forever. And absolutely, I think if I would just let it go, truly breathe in the moment, look around, feel, think, experience, and then let it go. Then move on. And move on to the next beautiful moment that I would appreciate life a lot more rather than dwelling on what I can't change has already happened for so very long. But everyone's different, and I know that not everybody... Brady, look how positive he is. I mean, I've learned so many things just from this conversation about how to look at the world. Um, Reflection, I think, could be a positive for all of us in America right now to reflect on what someone else may think that is different from us, that that doesn't make them a bad person, but to just think of it from their point of view. So in that sense, I think it could be a very good thing. Well, not to jump into side B here. That's a great point, by the way. When you put on a face, like he kind of mentioned, when you put on a face of, like, the stoic person, especially in times of trouble, do you ever experience yourself kind of, like, reliving those? Like, 
actually truly living those moments in like flashbacks. Does that make sense? Like, as you're like in a face, you're performing almost like I need to fill this role. Are you ever like, okay, now I can grieve. Are you, is that retroactive for you? Or is it more like you're feeling sad, but you just keep going? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, in a way, no, Grayson. And I think that's what sucks is that I never fully process what I should be processing. What I fear is that I will have a life-changing event. And not that losing my father-in-law was not life-changing. That was very hard. But I really viewed it a lot out of my role as a wife and mother. How do I support my husband and my children? Um, I am fearful because that's always my go-to of putting on that game face that when I deal with a loss that cripples me, that I won't be equipped to live in the moment, I guess. I have no follow-up to that. It yeah. blew my mind a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> 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 <It's just> like, <laughs> Gray, do you think compartmentalizing is good? doesn't have to be long. It could just be... Um, as I think if you're in an... Oh, this is tough. Like in a relationship, like if you are in like one-on-one with a person, I don't think you should ever compartmentalize. I think you should be honest, open, whatever. But if you're in a social situation, like and someone needs to be the face of the relationship or whatever, if that makes sense, you need to save... Yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier. I think exactly what Brandy said is like someone needs to be the drive, drive, drive. Someone needs to compartmentalize there, but I also think there needs to be a point after where like you definitely face what you're feeling and facing, and everyone, honestly, in the relationship faces it, honestly, 100% head on. Does that make sense? I I can't put it any better than that. So That's good. That's great. So Brady, it's to you. Uh, I do think compartmentalizing is healthy and to a certain extent. Because you have to realize, like, if you compartmentalize something, it, it means it needs to be separated from other aspects itself. Because you're not going to want to tackle the entire world in certain sessions. So, like, there has to be a certain point that in, in life you're ready to tackle that compartment itself. It's compartmentalizing. Compartmentalizing. The <laughs> yes, the, yes, the C-wording. That's the the C-wording, C-wording everything. Huh. <laughs> compartmentalizing everything huh. healthy. Hmm. No, it most definitely is not. But there's certain aspects for sure that need to be in their own in-depth discussion. You need to have your own lecture for certain aspects of life. I mean, if I have been staying out too long, uh, too long at nights, which, <laughs> sorry, Brie, I have been a lot. I do that a lot. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> But, like, that has to be its own compartment compared to, Bray, you're not washing the dishes. Like, there there needs to be two separate issues. They can't all continuously be brought up. Otherwise, no issue is ever completely addressed. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you went to a lecture, like, if you're sitting down and you're learning about love, and you're learning about, or learning about love, and all of a sudden we talk about trash cans and how the trash system works in Omaha. We talk about love for a little bit. And then we go back to trash operating systems through Omaha and the Lincoln area. Then you don't ever actually fully address love. So as long as you put that into a single box of like, this is what we're discussing today. Like you, you have to compartmentalize it to actually fully get through that topic. Because if you don't, then there's just way too wide of expansion to actually get somewhere. But along those lines, you would have to make time, I think, for a healthy relationship to set up a time that we are going to unpack this thing that I've compartmentalized. Yes. We're going to open up this compartment and talk about it. Is that, there a oh, fear that people don't go there? Oh, the fraud, okay. you, you sit there and you put it in and you stow it, and then now it's 10 years later and you're wondering why you're acting up 
or wondering why you see something and you're all of a sudden that's a trigger okay. and you realized I never talked about that. Okay. So now I see that we're actually out of compartmentalizing and just stowing away and not ever bringing back out. Well, it's, it's longer compartmentalizing. It's taking yes. out of your, the freezer that you have in your kitchen and you're putting it in a deep freeze somewhere offsite. Yes. Say, so will I ever get to that? Oh, one, that sounds, it's extremely unhealthy. And I know because I have done it multiple times. <laughs> it's not like the, repressing. Oh. Is that what that's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. Repressing, repressing. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I have done that multiple times, and it has war on my psyche many, many times. So compartmentalizing is good as long as you address it and you have a relief valve later on to Correct. discuss it. You're not but throwing, you, not throwing in the attic. So it's okay to put it in the box and put it in your closet. It's not okay to put it in offsite storage and forget that it's there. Correct. As long as you're going, see what I did there? You did there. As long as you're going to your closet, <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Like that's the main thing. You can't just. You can't throw away that absolutely awesome plaid jacket that you have that's been stored away. The green. You, you pull green it out. Plaid. Yeah, green plaid. And you're like, moly. Rob's going to love this. You pull it out. You moly can't moly. just not put it on. That's the main thing. You have to put on the plaid jacket you put in your closet because if you don't put it on, then you're never going to get the compliments from Rob. Nice. I like your plaid jacket, and that's all I have for side B.